Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be with Rob Brown from Encore Partners. He is the author of the Delivering the Ultimate Client Experience. He is the creator of the Encore Approach for Financial Advisors. He has been both a top producing financial advisor and been helping advisors grow for years. Rob, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, Seth. Great to be with you. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. First, how'd you get into the financial services business? Oh, it's a great story. I actually did an uh, internship, I should say, with um, the old uh, Payne Weber, um, which I guess is now UBS. But anyway, yes. uh, way back uh, in my last year of college and told myself I wanted to be a financial advisor, uh, went to the managers of all the firms back then and say, I want to be a financial advisor. And they said, no way, you have no experience, go do something. So I went and did some financial planning work for a life insurance company for a couple of years and then got um, got on board with the uh, the old Dean Witter. And, um, and now uh, here I am. Well, I'm sure the longer version is in one of your books. So I had a similar experience, did an internship in Merrill Lynch, tried to get a job. And they said, no, go get your licenses somewhere else. Go build a book for five years somewhere else. And if you survive, come back. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, so how did you go from, hey, I want to be a financial advisor to becoming a top producer? Hard work. Um, I really just, I mean, I don't think, I mean, there are lots of things that we did and did smartly to grow our business and and receive the um, accolades we did. But it really came down to having a plan, focusing on and sticking to it and working hard every day and not being afraid to get in there and and do the work. Okay. And what inspired you to, after achieving obviously an immense amount of success in the financial services business, what inspired you to start helping other advisors? So while I was an advisor, I had the um, good fortune of also being um, the chief operating officer um, of an investment firm that two, had 250 other advisors. So I did a lot of coaching and mentoring of those advisors. And I just found that I was um, I really enjoyed the time that I spent mentoring um, other advisors more than the work that I was doing with my clients. The client work had become a little bit stale. I was afraid maybe I wasn't doing as good a job for my clients as I could. Um, so I just worked on a, on a plan to be able to do um, both businesses for a while. And in the end, um, decided to focus fully on the work that I do now um, as an advisor to advisors. And what are you finding are some of the biggest mistakes that advisors are making that obviously you're helping them fix? Yeah. So um, there are a number of them. I'm sure you're aware. Um, 
The biggest one that I see right now is that too many advisors have allowed their picture of what they want their business to be, to be somebody else's picture. They're trying to copy other people's businesses, yet they have passions and reasons for why uh, they're doing what they're doing. They had dreams for what they wanted to do with their businesses when they got into the business. And they they put those to the side because they figure, you know, it's all about the AUM or it's all about the fees. And it has to be about that dream first and then finding logical ways to connect with people that connect with that dream that allow you to really have the business that you want to have. So, and I guess this time of year, since we're doing a lot of end of year, beginning of the year conversations, um, I see that lack of thinking about a big dream as being the biggest mistake. What's an example of a big dream, for lack of a better term, done correctly? You know, I think I just got off the phone with um, a client, um, two clients, actually, they're partners. And 10 years ago, um, this client, Ron, said, I want to have an internal succession plan that will allow me to maximize the value of my business, but not um, have to sell my business to some aggregator who doesn't care about our clients. And so we put a plan together that allowed him to bring a partner on board, um, build on the culture that he built, which is really built around serving clients the best way. And so now as he continues on that path, he's realizing his dream because um, he's just a couple of more years out for this plan of actually getting top dollar for his business, having a great partner, his clients are well taken care of, and the other members of his team are, are really involved in that. So he's really uh, realized that dream of a transition uh, or is realizing a dream of that transition that started by thinking about what it was he really wanted. Yep. You got to start with the end in mind. Absolutely. What are, I mean, you've had some incredible results for advisors. What is a example of one of those magical transformations in terms of where you, where they started when they started, found you, and then kind of where they got to with your help? Yeah. So um, you, as you asked that, I was thinking about another conversation that I had um, late last week with the client, Casey, and we first started working together um, he had a very small team that was trying to serve too many people. I mean, he's trying to be all things to all people, um, had 90-ish million dollars of assets under management. Um, and when we looked at his numbers, this is three and a half years in, he's at about 240 million, has a a team that is laser focused on who they're serving. And although they're continuing to serve some people that some advisors might not serve, they have a way of doing that, that is manageable inside of their business. And they're attracting um, their most, uh, most ideal clients. And he um, has moved to a point where he tells me that he feels his business would be able to run without him. That's a big thing for a lot of my clients. They want to have these great businesses that does, they don't have to be all things to all people. They can run without them. And so growing a business massively, building a great team, getting clear on clients, and then having being able to say that his business could, could run without him is, I think, a perfect example of the kinds of success that my clients have. Absolutely. What inspired you to write the book? Um, 
I just thought client service sucked for most financial advisors, uh, mostly because, not because they didn't care about their clients, they didn't have a system. So I wrote uh, Delivering the Ultimate Client Experience, I actually wrote that uh, back in 2014. Um, so it's been around a while. And then more recently, I wrote uh, Truest Fan, Live, Love, and Lead with Purpose and Impact, which really dives into the whole, the idea of having that big dream and, and, and thinking about your business, something that will allow you to have greater purpose and impact in the lives of your clients, your family, your team, um, those people that you really want to serve. That's a beautiful thing for our, I mean, you've achieved an immense amount of success as a financial advisor. You achieved a whole new level of success helping other advisors. What's your biggest challenge right now? My biggest challenge is deciding uh, what I want to do next. Uh, most of the work that I'm doing right now in my coaching practice and, and advising advisors is done one-to-one. So what I've begun doing is creating cohorts of advisors where they can come together in groups and I can lead them through that same transformational process that I do one-to-one in larger groups. So making that work and making that stick um, is my is my biggest challenge. And that's what I'm uh, really going to be um, honing in on as we go into the new year. Absolutely. Your passion is obvious. Uh, what do you like best about what you're doing? I love serving people and I love knowing uh, because one of the great things about being an advisor, as you know, is that you get to serve people. You get to help people accomplish their dreams and it's not altruistic. You're really able to do that. So if I can help lots of advisors help their clients, I feel like I'm winning. So I just, I love serving and helping advisors be their best. I I just, there's nothing better. That is awesome. If you were going to start over again, as a financial advisor now, what advice would you give yourself other than does it start with the end in mind? Um, I think what I would say is um, get focused on who it is that you want to serve. Um, don't be afraid to go after uh, bigger clients, more ideal clients. Don't feel like you have to take everybody on, but get focused in on who you want to serve. Um get crystal clear on where you can find them, how you can connect with them, and then just talk to people every day. Um, Because if you know who you want to talk to and you reach out to them every day, you just, whether it's on email, on the phone, interacting with them in different ways, you're going to build that business. Absolutely. I agree 100%. For our advisors who are watching or listening, I know that you are... um, committed to never-ending improvement and always getting better. What are some of your favorite books that have had the biggest influence on your careers and you can't quote yourself? (laughs) Oh, I was going to take the easy way out and mention my two books. So um, I would say at the top of my list is a book that's been around a while called Gung Ho. It was written by Ken Blanchard, and it's about leading teams and leading people and making sure people understand that everybody on the team is important. So um, so that's a huge um, favorite book of mine that I recommend to everybody. And then there's another one, again, um, an older book uh, written by Dr. Bob Rotella called Life is Not a Game of Perfect, which talks about how we're all writing our own autobiography every single day, and we can make it something that our kids and grandkids would love to read, or we can make it really boring that nobody wants to read it. Um, so Life is Not a Game of Perfect um, is, a, is a great book to talk about just becoming the best version of you. 
What advice did you give advisors at, that changed it all during the pandemic? I think the biggest thing that we did, and I, I actually brought many of my one-on-one clients together um, on several occasions to do some group calls, um, and we focused on what different things could we do to make sure that the connections that they had with their clients and prospective clients didn't end because they weren't able to do business the same as normal. So some of these guys had and gals had never done webinars. So we we came up with some webinars that we really taught them um, how to do a webinar and, and develop some content for webinars so that they could have that client interaction. We talked about refocusing some of their meetings so that they could do them virtually and not feel like they couldn't meet with somebody because they, they couldn't be in the office. Um, but we, we, we tried to just make sure that we they were able to recreate their business in the world that they were in and not get down and depressed and defeated because the people who have come out of the pandemic who have done the best are those who didn't look at the pandemic as something that was going to beat them. They were going to beat the pandemic to keep their um, their business strong and alive and take care of their clients and their teams. That makes a lot of sense. For our folks watching and listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to learn about Rob Encore in both books? Yep. So um, two websites. Um, you can go to EncorePartners.com. Um, and on that website, you can learn about the coaching work that I do with advisors and get a copy of Delivering the Ultimate Client Experience. Um, and the other website is truestfan.com, where you can get a copy of um, the book Truest Fan. But you can also sign up for a strategy session with me. So if you have um, an interest in learning about the work that I do um, and, and want me to give you some kind of feedback on what you're doing and where you could go, um, it's a great place to go. Before we wrap up, tell us a little bit about the Encore Roadmap. Uh, so the Encore Roadmap is my system for helping advisors that I work with get from what I call point A, where they are today um, to where they want to be in the future. Most advisors come to me and they're scattered and they're at point A and they just don't know which way to turn. And so the roadmap allows them to go through three stages and nine steps of practice evaluation and improvement so that they can see themselves progressing to level B, which is that place where um, in large part, they have a business that could potentially run without them. That is awesome. All right. Well, this has been Seth Green with Rob Brown of Encore Partners. Check out The Truest Fan. Check out Delivering the Ultimate Client Experience. Go to both websites. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Great. Thanks for having me, Seth. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time.